Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Legendarium Podcast. Make sure you take a minute to subscribe to us on iTunes and now on Stitcher Radio. Like us on Facebook and check out our fantastic website at thelegendariumpodcast.com. Welcome to the Legendarium. This week on the Legendarium, topics include our upcoming series, Heroes of Sci-Fi. We geek out on the Star Wars trailer for way too long. And we go through a few nerd gift ideas for the upcoming Christmas season. Oh, and a big thanks to our Scandinavian listeners. Hi, guys. Hey, I'm trying to keep this really flat. After the disaster that was last week's open, oh. I want to make sure that this is uh, as as straightforward and professional as possible. Uh, so, welcome to the Legendarium. I'm glad that you're all with us today on this most serious of occasions. Craig said professional? <laughs> <laughs> New Star Wars trailer! <laughs> 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 yeah, I really, uh, yeah, I really blew the eardrums out on that one. Sorry, guys. Uh, so, welcome to the Legendarium, everyone. Another week has passed, and we are here uh, basking in the glory of having finished our uh, Mistborn series. Oh. And what a wonderful series it was, uh, both the books and the podcasts, I yes. thought. Uh, so, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and a, a special thank you Again, to our international listeners, you know, I've always wanted to say, like, I'm big in Japan or, uh, like, Hasselhoff, I'm, I'm big in Germany, right? Well, we are big in Sweden uh, with at least a few people. How, how do we say thank you in Swedish? <laughs> I have no clue. Thank you. Wow. Just, wow and was... we are no longer big in Sweden. <laughs> thank you very <laughs> much, Ryan. Sorry, about this. What is the matter with you? Thank you, Swedish chef. Mork, mork, mork. Uh, Come for the nerd talk, stay for the racism. Well, all right. Should we introduce our illustrious panel here? Um, on my right, of course, his heart is blacker than the pot and the kettle. It's Ken Johnson. <laughs> I have felt the awakening. <laughs> he has twice the exhausting energy of a small dog, but at least he'll never make on the floor. It's Todd Wenty. That would be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said his heart, by the way, going back to... <laughs> and what do you get when you combine the intellect of Stephen Hawking with the raw sexual magnetism of Stephen, Stephen Hawking? Hawking. <laughs> yes, it's I'm Ryan Brookman! <laughs> <laughs> and we I'm... all saw that one coming, didn't we? <laughs> Thank you for the oh, compliment. Oh, oh, this is the worst podcast we've ever done. And I tried so hard at the beginning to keep this. Keep I've this. officially gotten rid of all of our listeners in Sweden, and I'm getting rid of our high-end listeners. Pretty sure after Ken's comment last week, anyone uh, morally decisions is, is out. We're, we're oh. working our way through you here. Oh all of our gosh. females are gone, long gone. Yes, I but France is still available to us. How That's do I translate into Swedish? I hate you guys so much. I'm hating you guys. Uh, Ryan. You uh, tee it up. It's the, <laughs> you just, you're asking for it. That's not true at all. Uh, I asked for nothing. Um, all right. Uh, so, as was mentioned previously, uh, we are done with uh, Mistborn. So, we are in search of a new project. 
Now, we know partly, at least, what that new project is going to be, but we need the help of you, oh, wonderful, joyous listener. Um, <laughs> Singular uh, now. <laughs> uh, so we are going to be covering science fiction next. Uh, because for the Legendarium, we want to not just do Swords and Sorcery and Allomancy, which is awesome. Um, we want to get into sci-fi, another way to explore uh, the the uh, fictional stories that humans tell each other. Hmm. So we're going to talk about sci-fi, um, and we're going to do a series called Heroes of Sci-Fi. And we're going to explore sci-fi from uh, from its earliest beginnings up until the present day. And kind of you just have a random sampling of some of the best that sci-fi has to offer. Uh, at least I think it'll mostly be the best. Um, anyway, so... I don't think we would waste our time on the worst. Would I we? don't know. I mean, sometimes it's fun, too. I mean, let's be honest. That, uh, that's why I'm here. <laughs> oh! Uh, so, I mean, we'll do things like, you know, maybe Frankenstein or, uh, or, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Time Machine, you know, moving up through the 20th century. Uh, so we'll... What were some of the ones you talked about, Todd? Ray Bradbury, maybe? Uh, Ray Bradbury. Uh, Isaac Asimov would be a big one. Uh, Robert Heinlein. There you go. Um, and, I, you know, as we move up toward the end of the 20th century, I really want to do a, Mike, a Michael Crichton book. Maybe Jurassic Park or Sphere or something like that. Um, anyway, and and maybe some of the 21st century stuff, too. I, I read um, uh, Ready Player One. Which is mostly just a fun story, but it also has, I don't know, maybe something to say about uh, about um, immersive gaming. Um, something that could be coming down the pike for human civilization. You mean like in the next two or three years? No, no, no. <laughs> I do not mean. <laughs> like um, the Oculus Rift and all the things that are coming along with that? I don't know about that. We'll talk about that. Oh. So, anyway, we, um, we're going to need your help, dear, sweet cherished listener uh or three uh so hop onto our website we need you to take the poll the poll is at the legendarium you can also get there from our facebook page we're going to be linking there uh, but we need you to go in and either choose your favorites among uh our selected titles or give us one of your own and if we hear enough demand for you know a certain author or a certain title then uh, that may just sway us to throw it on there. Uh, so we need to hear your voice. Uh, can I get an amen? amen? Amen. I don't care what they put. I'm not reading Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Science fiction. Science fiction. Not mommy porn. Wow. Uh, oh, wow. What was that noise, Ken? <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. That's my, that's my favorite trailer right now. You guys want to know why? <sighs> that's why. All right. Uh, speaking of trailers, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and do what, Ken? Uh, Just be alone for. Well, you are not making this any easier, my friend. Uh, for five, ten. Ma- wait. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Ken Johnson. Uh, speaking of trailers, this week was a pretty big week. Would you not say? You know, if it had started any, if it had started any different, any more different with with uh, Jurassic World. I would have said, I would have said, wow, well, th- if, if that was all we'd had, I would have said this was a great week. But that was not all we had. <laughs> not so much. Yeah, we had oh. Jurassic World and Star Wars Episode Seven. Um, why don't we, why don't we save Star Wars? Because we're all going to want to talk about that for minutes on end. So uh, let's get Jurassic World out of the way. Uh, because that one is super cool looking. Um, I 
I'm hoping and praying that they do a better job with that one than they did with number three. Uh, not the number three was horrible. Oh, wait, it's, we're, we're, we're including number three as a serious movie. It wasn't just a spoof of itself. Uh, you know, that's why I say it's it's not that it was so terrible as a movie. It's just, you know, when you're trying to live up to Jurassic Park. When you're when you're trying to milk a franchise yeah, is what you're saying. It's, yeah, okay. And I'll when you're milking that. dinosaurs, nothing is easy. <laughs> <laughs> Layers of scales under which lurk. The venomous nipples. <laughs> See, and all I'm thinking of at this moment in time is is uh, meet the parents. Uh, <laughs> you can, I can, you cats can milk have, anything uh, with I nipples. Have nipples. Can you milk me? <laughs> uh, so uh, now we've lost all of our PETA listeners. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, Ken. Um, o hey. ye of the Cumberbatch fatigue, right? <sighs> um, anybody else have uh, uh, Chris Pratt fatigue? I, no, I shouldn't say anybody else because I don't. I'm wondering if anybody does. No, I'm I'm uh, I am all in on Chris Pratt. Yeah. Oh man, I'll see everything that he's in. And this maybe it's maybe it's just my level one brain that allows me he's to be kind of a to macho grow, dude now. to grow weary of Benedict Cumberbatch and his highbrow accents and blah blah blah. <laughs> Chris Pratt. Oh, right. How did you I'm say sorry, that? What was what that, was that accent? What was it his highbrow accent <laughs> and. I can play and drag- blah, blah, and blah, 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 blah. That's what I wanted to hear. I wanted How do you to hear do more blah, 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 blah. I'm Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> well, you have to say sure. penguins wrong. Penguins. 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 Uh, actually, what? I saw Madagascar or uh, Penguins of Madagascar this weekend. I actually enjoyed Benedict Cumberbatch in that. Because you didn't have to look at him. Because I didn't have to look at him. People, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy Benedict Cumberbatch's work, for Chris, uh, with, but with Chris Pratt. He's not something that draws me to a film. No? No. I, I, I like him in Parks and Rec, love him in Guardians of the Galaxy, but he's not an actor that I go to see his movies. I go not to see yet. movies that have him in him. Not yet. Yes. Uh, you, you know, I don't think ever. And I'm ever! Not, I'm not sure he's going to be a draw, but he's not a detractor either. Right. No, not by a long shot. I'm, I'm, and I'm very impressed with how he's changed himself. He's gone from being kind of the pudgy silly man right uh to being a very a very credible kind of action, action kind star. of guy yeah sure uh, I, and i'm, I like and I'm Bruce Willis. could you see him remaking the die hard series yeah actually i kind of could uh, now yeah. that you say that out loud yeah i i probably could see that i probably could see that oh heaven help us i hope they don't try to i do i can just no, I, I, I can't see it the, i don't think it's a good idea i know his character from parks and rec going Yippee Kaye! Well, he does a scene in Parks and Rec where he re- he <laughs> revisits all these or he acts out all these movies for people. It's hilarious. Um. So anyway, <laughs> Jurassic World is coming out. Uh, so that one's coming out a little sooner. What is it like June next year? Uh, uh, something like June, that. June, June, yeah. July, somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah, maybe just so. just in time for the big summer blockbuster run. Right. His, his his line in that. I'm not sure that's such a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> depends on what kind of dinosaur they cooked up in that lab. I love that line because um, hey, splicing genes from a dinosaur into something else that we don't know about. Nothing can go wrong with that. that no. There's no possibility house stuff cat. going wrong. I'm calling house cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said to, he did say it's it's extremely smart and it'll kill anything that moves. <laughs> uh, so there's a, a few new things coming out with that one. The new dinosaur is going to be the big one. But then, what? So what do we think of this idea? The park is now open. I mean, it's it's always been, you know, either it was a, an unintended disaster before they opened the park, or somebody stumbled across the island, or you know, something like that. Now, it's a fully functioning theme park 
That's this something. is this is going to open up a whole new can of worms That's and, something and give I'm you a, to see. a lot more heads to bite off. Uh, yes, it'll kill anything that moves, and then the next shot in the trailer is thousands of people moving. moving. Yeah, exactly. They need they need an explanation right up front. I mean, after three movies of this wasn't really a good idea, all of a sudden the park's open. How did they squeeze that one past right. the? I mean, that okay. You're gonna. They're just gonna take go back and. Uh, um, they're just going to retcon so, everything. Someone's going to wake up, and it was all a bad dream. The first, <laughs> the first two, and the, the park's coming back in. Oh, oh man, I hate please, that plot let's device. Not do that. I please hate that plot not. device so much. It'll yes. be um, Jeff Goldblum. We'll wake up. That was that was okay. Wait a minute. If it's what? Jeff Goldblum, I'm in. I'm I in. would totally go see it with <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Um, Telly ho, I'm in. <laughs> what? Oh, that's all. That's sorry. Super tangent. Uh, warning. Warning. Tangent. Uh, Wizard of Oz has always driven me completely bonkers because it's a great little story, and then she wakes up, and it was all a dream. Oh, or was it? Or was it? No, I just. Uh, anyway, it drives me nuts. So anyway, I, yeah. I hate that plot device. So. Star Wars! Yeah. All right, Ken, ready, set, go. Star Wars. I'm so excited. <laughs> wow. I am so excited. We have. That 80- was the same man who said last week, let's get to the punching. Let's get to oh, the man. <laughs> I, this, this is going to have some good shooting in it. I cannot um, wait. I, there is. I, Ken, favorite thing from the new trailer? Go. Ready, set, go. John Boyega. Oh really? Honestly, I I was so excited when he all of them pops up, and it's with you being such a racist, I'm I'm really surprised. Who, who called who black? <laughs> anyway, some so, of my best friend. Never mind. Yeah, why why John Boyega? Uh, because it, it's the evolution of the stormtrooper. It's individual, and this is this is. I mean, you see one guy for five seconds in new stormtrooper gear. So I mean, I'm totally. Uh, totally hypothesizing here, but it's the evolution of stormtroopers. It's it's not clones. It's not uh, conscripts. It's individual people. They have they have uh, personality. They have tendencies. It, it, it's exciting for me to see what's going to become of these these new people yeah. running around as stormtroopers. Their helmets come off. They yeah, have finally. credible weapons. <laughs> yes, JJ Abrams listens to our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, if anybody missed. Todd's eloquent speech on the uh, the Blast Tech blaster rifle. Go back to our I don't even know what uh, was uh, the Star, Star Wars, Wars Rebels. Rebels. Yeah, go look it up. Oh, and Daisy Ridley. I'm so excited about her. Is there a wait, better... wait, wait? That's two things. I don't care. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. I took two. Does that mean we all get two? I don't know. <laughs> I, is there? A, is there? A... Yeah, that surprises me, Ken, because you're such a sexist. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who called whom a girl? Wait, that was me. Uh, uh, I just—is there is, a cooler name, by the way, than Daisy Ridley? I just—I just think that name is neat. <laughs> Luke Starkiller, maybe. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I'm talking about real life people. Though. Is anyone Wait. else? Is anyone else kind of done with Tatooine? Because it, it would appear that he is on Tatooine in this trailer. You know, I had a friend who suggested that the entire. Star Wars series was not about Luke Skywalker. It was not about Anakin Skywalker. It was about Tatooine, and the infl- and and the moment when Luke Skywalker says, "If there is a bright center to the universe, you're on the planet that it's farthest from," right. is actually George Lucas's way of teasing all of us by saying, "No, that's not really true. Tatooine is the center of the universe, and it is where everything important ever happens." I sure hope not. 
I, what about you, Ryan? Hmm. Tatooine? I'm fine with Tatooine. I have no problems with it. I, you know what it is? I think I brought this up in a previous podcast, actually. I, I hate the desert. I hate it so much. <laughs> you I, live in Utah. I know. I, <laughs> I know. Luckily, this isn't full-on, like, you know, Phoenix desert. This is, you know... You just haven't driven to the like, right parts yet. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> go west, young man. Go west. Uh, we need to take you to Wendover. <laughs> anyway, or, or yeah. Or go east. This, have you been to Vernal? At, at least we have something approaching seasons here. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I just, I really, the desert bothers me um, hmm. for many reasons. And and so maybe just watching something on the on a desert planet. I just, I'm not in. I'm not in for that. I have the, I have a, a theory, one of many, that could be that we could start to see things because Tatooine has been the site of a number of larger events in the Star Wars universe and not just larger events, but larger events in the force specifically. Uh, you have the birth of Anakin Skywalker, the conception of Anakin, of Anakin Skywalker as a uh, force event on Tatooine. You have Luke Skywalker and, and his being there. I have a feeling that there's something about the planet of Tatooine that is very, uh, significant to the force as a whole and that we might see some of that that what if there's what if there's a concentrated pocket of the force in space a la a black hole uh and a planet or planets or solar systems pass through this place in the galaxy and it changes that place forever Oh, that's interesting. That's crazy talk. That's, that's an interesting idea. <laughs> I think I'm Starlight. sure George Lucas didn't have that one, but guess, that's an interesting guess idea. Guess how long I thought about that before I said it. About <laughs> five seconds. Zero seconds. Zero. I think uh, the Sarlacc is from, a nexus of force energy. <laughs> from zero to hero. <laughs> nah, didn't happen this time either. I will say that I'm, I am a little bit... I'm not concerned. I just... I would like to not see... Uh, with going back to Tatooine, I don't want the next three uh, episodes of the trilogy to just be a revisiting of all the fun famous places from from the yeah. Star Wars you all loved. I mean I don't need to see Endor, I don't need to see Hoth, I don't need to see Dagobah. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I mean I don't I, I don't need to see them for the sake of seeing okay, them. Okay. That's, I mean. that's acceptable. Yeah. I will say one of my favorite moments, I think it's in the Timothy Zahn trilogy, is when uh when they have to who's it go, Leia goes back to Endor, she meets somebody at Endor oh, yeah. and feels the the presence of the emperor who died in that spot. That was a pretty cool little moment. Um, anyway, so I I don't mind going back to places as long as there is a reason for it and mm-hmm. as long as there's a payoff that's not Oh, hey, cool. Neat. That's not just contrived. Well, whoa, how? <laughs> wow. Um I, I really wants to say something right now. Yeah, but I, I cranked my microphone too heavy. Right, um, force voice. Yeah, my force voice through ears. Here's for most of us, we are in our minds playing with the idea that Luke sets up the Jedi Academy on Yavin because that's where it's been in the extended universe thus far. But that's not the case anymore. They could very easily have Luke house it on Tatooine. And therefore, that's why we have Daisy Ridley. That's why we have these other characters there. So maybe that's where we end up sitting the Jedi Academy for this. Yeah, but let's be really honest about this, too. Um, this trailer was 88 seconds of nothing. Of nothing. Absolutely it nothing. Was, it was some magnificent um, sh- scenes, some magnificent shots. 
uh, of places that we knew were going to have to be part of it because we all knew where the filming locations were. We all knew that they spent a little bit of time on Tunisia or in, yeah, in Tunisia. So we, we knew that they were going to be setting up some tattooing things. But other than that, we don't know any of the locations. We've got a shot of, the winter. uh, of a wintry environment which does not look anything like Hoth, so it could be some other place. It looks a lot more like it's north of the wall for any of my uh, Game, uh, of Game of Thrones compatriots. Yeah, you, well, I'm, I'm thinking that it looks very much like a... If 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 Korriban was under ice, it would. that's what I would imagine it to look like, but it's more of course... Now. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not what it was, it's what it will be, right? Right. So, um, speaking of that, let's, let's skip past some of the absolute nothingness that is you know the cool images of the little droid the nothingness daisy. whatever they're going to do a world cup sequence in there with this little <laughs> soccer ball droid daisy ridley goes on the most corrupt droid in the universe there you go. <laughs> f1 f4 there's the little speeder bike the x-wings flying across the lake was pretty cool i enjoyed that but great scene then the the Holocaust, Holocaust cloak goes into the forest and lights up a lightsaber. Oh, now yeah. we've got something to talk about. <clears throat> we got the a point of lightsaber. much, much contention. <laughs> so, so I am, I am trying to withhold judgment because when I first saw it, of course, my first thought for about a second or two was, "Ah, oh, cool!" And then it was, "Hey, wait a minute, <laughs> what?" That doesn't work. You know, so what do you guys think of this lightsaber? My and first thought was so many things can go wrong with those two points. Yeah. You know. And my first thought was what a what a normal evolution for a bladed weapon. Um in 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 the history of bladed This is not bladed, a bladed weapon though. No, but in the history of bladed weapons, um a blade breaking weapon uh, that had quillins that were longer. I know we're calling it a claymore type or a uh that's what it looks Broad like. Sword Broadsword type, yeah. Broadsword type. Um, but uh, in rapier fighting, there there were uh, swords that had quillins that were designed specifically to break and trap blades. So I see this as a device used in a lightsaber specifically to take away an opponent's lightsaber without having to knock it out of their hand. But because you have opposing uh, opposing force points that are locked onto that blade that none of them can be broken. It's all about force and will to yank it out of somebody's hand and di- and di- disarm your opponent. Looks partly like a uh, like a hand guard to me in terms of mm-hmm. prevention, well, which is what you know the the hilt guard is for a claymore anyway, or yep. or a broadsword to prevent. I don't know something we might have seen before, like in episodes five and six. But let's be honest, it just looks so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm guessing if you were to sit in the uh, in the writers' room when somebody was talking about the possibility of doing this, somebody had to say, "No, that's dumb. That wouldn't work." And then there had to be a justification for it. Absolutely. Here's why it's okay. So that's why I'm kind of withholding my judgment until I know exactly what's going on, because. You know, if you want to talk about impracticality, let's talk about Darth Maul's lightsaber. Like, yeah, it was it made for a wicked good fight scene. Oh my God, awesome, the best but fight scene in all you know, in in reality, yeah, not so much, not so much on the double bladed lightsaber. I don't know. Ryan might have a bone to pick for me there. Are you guys ready for this deep seated, this fantastic theory work here? This this is what I've spent the most time on. Is okay. Ryan going to have another? I'm going to say this and drop the mic moment. Mm, I hope not. <laughs> So, 
<laughs> First thing, here's, here's a few things about this lightsaber. First thing is the idea of a handguard is one that most of us are, are, are thinking of, and yes, people have lost hands, and it makes sense, but you're just as likely to cut your hand off with it as you are to protect mm-hmm. it. Especially with set a, up. a blade that will cut through anything. But here's, here's what I want to throw out about this lightsaber. Here. We're all excited because it is a new lightsaber. New to us. I don't think this lightsaber is new. I believe this is an old lightsaber. I'll buy that. If you look at the way that the blade is shown in the trailer... Is it, it, it's like a fire. It's like spitting fire. It is not the tight, organized blade that we're used to yeah. seeing. It is. It has a very loose feel to it. It has little pieces that are kind of wisping off of it here and there. So if this is an old lightsaber, it had a different. It may have had different purposes at the time for its design there. And I think being that the old working title of Star Wars Episode Seven was "The Ancient Fear," that our villain, this lightsaber wielding figure here, is coming from the past and is bringing an old saber, and we have to figure out whether or not the new lightsabers can handle it. Or it's a flashback to this figure using that that older style lightsaber, and we're going to be getting a, a glimpse into an old Republic timeline, and then be shown someone who stumbles upon the holocron or the piece that unlocks all of these kinds of things, uh, similar to a situation that we saw in some of the video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm in. The, the the final theory that. on it is that those are not actually little blades. They're actually like an exhaust. Because oh, it's an old saber. I can see that. Does anybody lend any credence to what a few people have been saying about J.J. Abrams' tendency toward Christian iconography? Oh, I hadn't nope. thought of that. I haven't even heard of that. Because, uh, you know, you watch Lost or some of his other... Uh, you know, very popular things. Uh, Fringe, there are a few things. Um, A lot of very Christian themes, very Christian images uh, that he throws in. It's never terribly... Well, I shouldn't say never. It's rarely terribly heavy-handed. You know, he's not going to knock you out of your seat with it, but... But um, I'd I'd reserve judgment I, I on would, that. I would say probably not. It's just something it. something that I uh, read and, and wondered about. I don't think so. Yeah. In the Star Wars universe, where there where Christianity does not exist, it makes very little sense to put in. I not if you ask a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I, I have a uh, fantastic little cartoon I want you to read about uh, how, about religion and. Okay, gentlemen, to your corners, to your corners. Uh, um, okay. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Wait a minute. So, no. a few other things I want to point Are out. Are you calling Let's yourself see the... baby? Wow. This this really is out of hand. Uh, the Millennium Falcon dogfighting a little bit with some TIE fighters, which appear not to have changed. Uh, so, TIE fighter tech remains largely the same, as far as we know. Which I'd buy. Um and then, and then the one thing that I do want to talk about, uh, Andy Circus, the voice <laughs> yes. of Andy Circus. That is not Andy Circus. It is Andy Circus. Andy Circus. No, it's absolutely it is Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Prove it. I want to see it. It's I don't not believe it. It is not oh Benny. Gosh. Okay, it's not. You, I you want it I didn't be, say it was Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, but you. I want say it to Adam be Driver. You want it. Oh, you say oh, it's Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you, it is Adam Driver who does that then voice. Why is, then no. why is every entertainment I, outlet reporting that it is Andy Serkis's voice? You go every show me every an, you show one. me every single one of them doing that, and I will believe you. <laughs> does it, does it, it matter? Is, I it say is it's Adam, Adam Driver right now. I'm calling it right now. That is Adam Driver. 
who is no. doing that voice. I mean, Ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever wondered what it takes to get the to get this legendary and brain trust really going, just bring in out anything with Star Wars and then throw in Benedict Cumberbatch. You've got the makings of a magnificent critical mass. Uh, I mean, we, we, we know, I mean, they're both in the movie, obviously, and Andy Serkis, I mean, with that voice, holy crap, and we don't we don't know what either of them is going to do yet. Although there's there's a lot of uh, prevailing theory that that Adam Driver is the bad guy or becomes the bad guy. I've heard that. I, I, I've heard that as well. I don't, and I, and I, and I buy off on none of it at this point. In time. I, I, I yeah. That's the same as I, I don't know anything other than uh, I had heard for a long time that John Boyega was going to be a, a rogue stormtrooper. And look at that. First thing you see is him in a stormtrooper. Yeah, outfit. We know that Daisy Ridley rides a speeder at some point. And we know that some dude who may or may not be the guy who finds Luke and Han on Hoth is <laughs> flying an <laughs> X-Wing. <laughs> and Ryan's not going to comment on that because he's looking things up on his iPhone. Yeah. He wants to yeah, know for sure if it's Ryan Adam Driver. Not let this go. So, you know, the, the other... I'm going to really enjoy being right. The other, things that are, the other things that are really interesting about this is that we, we see selective evolutions um that are that are part of movies um you, you can't do a movie uh about these kinds of technological universes in the same way that we had them before because our universe evolves and so our assumptions of what we want to see technology wise has to change as well even though this is a, a galaxy far far away a long time ago we want to see evolution and adjustment. And so we're seeing detail that we haven't necessarily seen before, even in this trailer, detail on the Millennium Falcon. Um, and we're seeing performance on vehicles different, uh, or at least differently shown. Very J.J. Abrams flair. Um, Lots of shaky Luckily, cam. Luckily, no flair. Uh, not, not, not yet. yet. Yeah. Not yet. I'm, I'm holding out. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that this is going to be at least an eight flare movie. Um, <laughs> but I think the other thing that was really interesting is that he's, he's, um, he has a tendency to push our, um, uh, tolerance for, uh, 3d imagery for, for appearance of real flight imagery in film. He did it with Star Trek. Uh, or with Star uh, Star Trek uh, in, in, into darkness, into darkness, uh, with the scene where they had to do the jump from one mm, one spaceship yeah. to the other, and you did that all of that first person perspective as they were flying through, and as as Kirk and Khan were flying through stuff. Um, he's doing it again with the Millennium Falcon and following the Millennium Falcon's flight trajectory. Um, I think there's, I think that J.J. Abrams has a lot up his sleeve in the way that he's going to use uh, space combat, the space vehicle combat. Sorry, Did you find an answer, Ryan? Ryan? Put down his iPhone. He didn't drop it though, so <laughs> there are plenty of articles that say that it is confirmed, but none of them cite either Disney or any of the studio as that being the case. They all say it was confirmed by some guy at Collider. All right. Well, so I'll unless what, until Ryan. I see a tweet from Disney or oh, from Star Lord. Wars or something like that, I'm sticking to my Adam Driver ha- theory. Have listened to it through my awesome headphones, JJ. Since you listen to our podcast, will you please send Ryan a tweet? I'm happy to be wrong. I love I love Andy Circus. I'm happy to be wrong on this. If it is, it just that just doesn't sound that way to me. And I'd you be really happy. If, about this. I'd be really happy if JJ Abrams was listening to the podcast <laughs> and sent us a text telling us one way or the other. Yeah, I'm bored with that. A man can dream. All right. Well, 88 seconds of bliss um turned into 10 minutes of legendary uh, <laughs> audio 
<laughs> convincing. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe we leave the Star Wars trailer behind until we have confirmation from J.J. Abrams that uh, that you know that I'm awesome and Ryan is terrible. And just because we're leaving that that particular kerfuffle from the airtime doesn't mean that oh you listeners won't hear more of this particular kerfuffle <laughs> as it continues Later. to develop. Oh no, just, I have just know that at some point in time there will we will come even if it's not until December. When we finally get an answer to who is who and what happens there, yeah. whoever is right is going to gloat over the dead corpse of the other person who is going <laughs> to... Wow, this escalated I, really quickly. I, I think what we need to that do is we need to, make a, we need to make a time capsule. Ooh, okay. We need to make a legendarium time capsule for our podcast. We, do, we need to write down... the internet? No, we'll just uh, seal it up at uh, Ken's house because we know that nobody will touch it there. Jolene will steer clear of it, um, and we're going to be in—you know—we're going to be in great shape. But we'll I think put it we should, next to the bodies. I think we should take a couple of cards. We should write some stuff down, and then when the movie comes out, I think we should take a look and see how close we were. Right on. Okay. Uh, the one thing I'm looking forward to for the next trailer, hopefully. What? Didn't see any Gwendolyn Christie in this one. Oh uh, well. You don't know that you didn't see any Gwendolyn. That's Christie. true. All we saw was a black hooded figure yeah. with a cool ancient oh, lightsaber and a cool. couple of really cool stormtrooper helmets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Todd, you said the word December. Uh, I'm going to use that to very smoothly and professionally transition into our next topic of uh, Christmas gifts. Nicely done. Thank you. I'm very Thank impressed. Thank you, everybody. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be here till you all stop listening. Um, <laughs> Which was 20 minutes ago. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. All right. Uh, nerd gift ideas. This is something that if you're listening to this, you probably are the nerd in your family. Uh, which makes you, my friend, very easy to shop for. Absolutely. Um, if you know somebody who is not a nerd and they're very difficult to shop for, we are not here to help you. Uh, you will have to fend for yourself. But if you want some ideas on what you can go put on your Amazon wish list and email to your family and friends, we are here for you. Uh, Todd, what do you got for us? Your favorite nerd gift of this year? Of this year? Yep. Um, the brown coat flag. Which it, oh. wow, you should have seen Ken's eyes light up on that one. Um, this one I have not found online, although I've looked, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to be looking for it later, largely because I found it over at uh, Hajimaji, the comic book store that I go to on a regular basis. They have uh, several of them. So if you hustle down, you might be able to procure one of the brown coat flags. Uh, you'll have to from Firefly. to Kaysville, Utah. Yep, Kaysville, Utah, Hajimaji. Uh, tell Jason that you got sent there from the Legendarium podcast. And he'll have very little inkling of what you're talking about. Actually, no, he'll probably look at you and say, wow, really? (laughs) Uh, So you're the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, what about you? Um, For gifts for the geek, this, I have one rule when it comes to geek shopping. Know the, know the geekdom that your person is in. Oh, yeah. Just because yeah. they're a geek doesn't mean they're going to want the Harry Potter wand. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you, okay, yeah. Like You've got a very diverse type of geek now. Does anybody want yeah. the Harry Potter wand? Uh, yeah. Jolene does. I she loves, what? Really? She loves Harry Potter. Oh, you know what? That is that is a great idea. That yeah. is delicious. I think we just have We're going idea. to cook up some plans here. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go get a stick from the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway... Anyway, be you know, like I said, be aware of the geekdom of whoever it is you're buying for, or if you are buying for, or if you're trying to convince people of things to buy for you, make sure that you make it very, very clear what it is, what the geekdom is, um, 
because there's plenty of ripoffs out there and there's plenty of things you're going to get and have to try and fake that you're excited about. Um, I will tell you a couple of geek things that I've gotten that I really that I really enjoy that I like. I have a Doctor Who cookie jar. It sits right up here, right above me. Nice. Uh, Doctor Who Wii Sonic Screwdriver. If you have if you have a gamer on your list, go find some way to enter to mix their geekdom with gaming. If they don't already have it, that's a really good way to go. Oh, nice. I think so. I think in that direction is probably the best way to go. I uh, I am. For I mean, for my whole life, basically, but especially in the last year or two, I've been seriously all in on The Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Love Zelda. Uh, and I was walking through the mall the other day, and now they have uh, The Legend of Zelda Monopoly. Uh, so you can probably go pick that, that up for 30 yeah. or 40 bucks. It's a lot of fun. Who doesn't love Monopoly? And it's always more fun when you're purchasing Hyrule Castle and the Temple of Time instead of Park Place and Boardwalk, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I saw it yesterday at GameStop when I was picking up some stuff. Yeah, so that's I think that's a great one. Um, the other one that I wrote down was um, the Death Star Bluetooth speaker. Oh, I saw that. That you can oh, set up that. on your desk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, and it's so it's really cool. It's this little, I think it's four inches in diameter, so it's a good size, uh, but it's it's shaped like the Death Star, but instead of a uh, what the death plasma ray, what do you call super it? Super laser. Super laser. Uh, instead of the super laser, it's that's where the speaker is, and uh, and it lights up blue in you know strategically placed little uh, LED locations across the light the Death Star. Just keep it away from all rebel fighters. It's really that's cool. Um, so that was that was probably my number one was that Death Star. I want that Death Star pretty bad. Blow up small um, planets with your sonic boom. But here's um, here's one for all of you people who don't want to give up on the Lord of the Rings yet. You're, you don't want to leave Middle-earth. Uh, instead of looking forward to what may come, let's look backward to what once was. Go either buy or encourage your loved ones to buy for you the old 1970s Hobbit uh, animated oh, cartoon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's a great little gift idea. You can get and, it at Costco. I saw it. And it's unbelievably fun and creepy and terrible and hilarious so and uh that's a good one who was the who was gandalf in that john houston i don't know i'd have to go look a magnificent voice yeah anyway ken john houston off your turn go 30 bucks i want the star wars lightsaber lamp the light. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, look at that. Nice. Look at that thing. Is that a little it's wall a, lamp? Like a oh, nightlight? It's a, it, it's a, it's a fully uh, deployed lightsaber, completely lit up in, in neon, and you put it on your wall, and it not very it's not very illuminating, but, you know, you put that on one side of your bed and put another one on the other side. You got yourself some nice little nightlights. Ah, oh, man, there's so many. I want one. I, I think that's really cool, but yeah. to, to be honest, any lightsaber that lights up, can be a nightlight. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> oh, and here's here's the one just for. Wow, you just slash, smacked him on his. <laughs> there's uh, the nice one for the Craig. Darth Maul. Yeah, the Darth Maul double sided lightsaber. Nice. That's a good one. I like that. What I, else you got? Well, I got I got a whole. So what, bunch. Uh, the cool thing about those is they're, they're remote Amazon? controlled. Yeah, that's right. So you can just put it in. If you've ever, for those of you who may follow the Big Bang Theory and have mm. seen Howard Wolowitz in his old in the first season. He had two lightsabers over his bed that were remote controlled. This is what they are. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had so much. I had so much fun looking up just geeky ideas. Did you know you can get a cassette deck at Radio Shack? Yeah. For my large thanks, cassette collection. Thanks, thanks to Guardians of the Galaxy, they're like they're actually a thing. I mean, you can actually go out and get yourself a tape deck. What? 
It frightens okay. me that it took the Guardians of the Galaxy to <laughs> right. bring tapes back into mainstream. <laughs> I'm surprised that it was able to. <laughs> have, have you seen the gummy bear lamp, by the way? Same thing. It's, what? No. <laughs> this is... All right. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to pimp any specific I, sites, but uh, no. But look at I love thinkgeek.com for this sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, it's the stuff's it's, all over the it's place. It's like you know that big, and they glow, and it, it maybe a foot. You Gummy know, tall. bears. I don't remember the theme song. But that's it. <laughs> wow. All right. For ten thousand bucks, by the way, you can get a. Uh, oh, what was it? I can't remember. Oh yeah, you can get the world's first working hoverboard. Two thousand fifteen is coming up. Did you guys see the video for that? Yes. Yeah, it only works on, was it a copper? A copper surface? Something like that. Yeah, it's it's a specific metal surface, yeah. And um, if, if you have an actual sports geek, there's a football and ottoman, or a football easy chair and yeah, ottoman. Yeah. Ken, you're drifting here, man. Hey, you ask for geek ideas. I, I provide. The, he, 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 you His did, geekdom is sports. You did say geek. There you, you go. You did say geek. Um, you know, and it's and it's really interesting. We've we've talked on this, we've talked in the podcast and and amongst ourselves on, on a number of occasions. Um, the idea of this of the term geek that we that we throw around, and so often it is um, philosophy alert. To, philosophy alert. <laughs> so often it is confined to uh, science fiction or to fantasy. But really, when we say geek anymore, we just mean somebody who's excited about something way more than you are. Um, and so <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. In that extent, let's give him his football geek chair yeah. there. All right, guys, Ken. guys. I just read that those lightsabers that Ken was talking about, you can control them with a universal remote, like a Doctor Who universal remote. You could you turn on a lightsaber with a sonic screwdriver and have the ultimate geek moment. Or a Star Wars phaser. Geek world, Star Trek phaser? A Star Trek phaser. Yes. Combine your nerddoms with when all your nerddoms combine, we for <laughs> Oh whatever. Captain, Captain Universe. Captain <laughs> Captain Planet is geek. You go buy your temple of time or whatever it is. <laughs> hey, and and lest we lest we miss anything, there is a lot of really interesting graphic novels that are going to be coming out during this uh, period of time. Yes. You know, we talked before about comics on this on mm-hmm, this podcast mm-hmm. and there are a lot of very interesting uh, compilations both for the DC universe and for the Marvel universe as far as mainstream stuff and um, this is the time of year to to pick up things uh, right now first printings uh, first printings for the Death of Wolverine series have flown off shelves second and third printings are being produced so you know if if your geek happens to be a comic book geek and they're into the collection of those kinds of things. You may want to check out your local comic book store and see if you can score a first printing on yeah. any of those issues. Actually, I think uh, my Christmas gift for my wife this year, uh, which I'm not afraid to tell you guys because she couldn't care less about this podcast and will not listen to it, um, will be the entire set of uh, Saga. The Oh, yeah, the graphic yeah, yeah, novels. yeah. I guess, yeah, would would that be a comic book or graphic novel? Same thing. Uh, pretty much graphic novel. So, anyway. And they yeah. are different. They are, yeah. I'm not going to heartily recommend that to everybody listening to the podcast. <laughs> it takes a certain person to enjoy it. But I've only read the first little bit, but I, I was digging it. Seemed pretty cool. So, anyway, I think that might be what I get for. Uh, all right, you guys. I'm going total technical geek for our son, by the way. He oh, wants yeah? to be, he says he wants to be an aerospace engineer. He's getting a drone. I mean, Santa is bringing him a drone. Nice. Well, that'd be cool. Does he listen? I to want podcast? a drone. Unfortunately, he doesn't. <laughs> hey, Good thing. I was going to go to Tashi Station. I was going to go to Tashi Station. I have a drone on my wish list. The only problem is my drone costs about six hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, this one will not cost that much. Uh, Maybe his next one will. I don't know. So, if uh, we anybody used to call else those has RC any um, 
any good uh, Christmas gift ideas, throw them up on our Facebook page because uh, I'm I'm fresh out. Unless you count Han Solo um, ice cube trays, which are awesome. <laughs> I have those. Uh, I want the Death Star one. I want the Death Star one because yeah, that's pretty cool. If I, I don't I don't really drink much, but you know when uh, when you pour a, a thing of whiskey or whatever, you have a cup one one or two big cubes, and I want to have them to be Death Stars. <laughs> <laughs> So let's uh, let's call oh. it, you guys. Um, now, I, I believe Todd, you are going to be throwing together a review, a movie review for uh, Maze Runner. That's correct. Now, Maze Runner, it's almost out of theaters. I bet it's probably got a few more weeks of gasping breath left in it. But your review would at least um, help out anybody who's thinking of uh, redboxing it or. Netflix or whatever. And so, I'm sure that uh, DVD is going to be coming out just in time to be behind Christmas. Yep. And uh, and either Ken or myself will do a review of Mockingjay, so that'll be coming out. Uh, and, and hopefully we'll be doing that in the next few days. So uh, thanks, you guys, again for joining in. And thanks to everybody from Sweden and elsewhere for listening in. Um, we're also, we have pockets, by the way, um, yeah, Wisconsin. Todd, you know about that one. Mm-hmm. We have pockets in Texas, uh, South Carolina, and California. Um, lots of listeners wow. in all those places. We're cool. very diverse. So now that's not, that's not to say we don't have listeners everywhere else too. We've we've got quite a few people tuning in all over the country. There's a couple of people in China who have accidentally come <laughs> across this. <laughs> you know, I do get to I do Are get we, to track for bots. Are I do we get to track in China where, yet? <laughs> I get that's to track where, it. like by country or by state, where these things come from. And so, you know, if I see, oh, yeah, we've had three listens from China this week, I'm pretty sure that's just a bot. I'm not too concerned about that. But if you have been listening in China, we do like you very much. Please don't feel bad that we think you're a bot. (laughs) And ni hao. Yeah, prove it. Shusha. Prove it. That was a terrible, terrible pronunciation, Todd. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it was the best I could do. <laughs> but what How do you have... mispronounce shishia? Shishia. Shishia. Okay. <laughs> the next three minutes of the podcast is going to be everyone going shishia, shishia, shishia. Sheev. And now we're international, folks. Um, but yeah, I mean, when we have dozens and hundreds in Sweden, I know that that's uh, not a mistake. So thank you for whoever you are in Sweden. We'd love to hear from you. Email us, Facebook us. I would love to converse with you about lodging options when I go to Europe next year. Uh, I realize we'll be reading everything you send through Google Translate. So, <laughs> yeah, like they don't all speak English up there. All right, goodbye. <laughs>